When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Monster Hunters. It's Alan Linick here, your best friend and your favorite player. I'm about to tell you about something cool that we just started over here in the clubhouse, and that is our Patreon page. Feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash mysterycounty if you want to support the show. We'd love to have you over there, and being a member lands you some pretty sweet stuff, too. As a patron, you'll have access to some cool bloopers from behind the scenes. You'll also get a chance to create some fun characters, maybe even some monsters for us to interact with over on the Monster Hunters Club. And you might even get access to some cool swag from time to time. As a matter of fact, we're planning on throwing a special something to our first patrons. So that's a list you want to be on. Check us out again at patreon.com slash mysterycounty. And either way, we love having you as a listener and appreciate your shares, reviews, and, you know, your time and stuff so much. I, I did three takes of this, and this was the best one. So, back to the podcast! Hey, it's Crashly. So, yeah. See, EJ basically made Chad impale himself to death on his own knife, otherwise known as a stabbing. <laughs> um, I operate outside the oppressive systems of traditional law enforcement, and also most of my professional detective work has been around solving the case of, like, why someone's Laffy Taffy melted, even though it was 30 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is a lot for me. See, EJ and Adam also both freaked out, and rightly so, and see, EJ wouldn't even admit that he killed. Jamanda and I tried to cool off all the older kids, and... I'll be honest, I don't think I learned as much about sex as I thought I did from Judy Bloom and Austin Powers movies. Anyway, Shamanda saved the day by, like, hosing them all off. And then Susan totally took the blame for killing Chet, and see, EJ believed her, even though he did it. It's super crazy. Then Shamanda went into this weird trance, and she called Adam back from the woods, and he was fully a caterpillar, and she's still, like... I don't know for boyfriend and girlfriend because, like, I think he might not be that into labels. And I'm like, maybe that's because he'd be labeled a moth. Anyway, I also did get to drive CEJ's van and I didn't even really damage it when I crashed it. But this highway patrol guy still seized my license and cut it up. Well, it sucks for him because my real provisional license was already taken away when I crashed during driver's ed. So he just cut up a fake ID that I had printed at the spy store in DC where they had a mean jet MX1 ID printer in the back room and very few scruples about printing me a fake ID, even though I was a 14 year old girl. So face. Welcome to Mystery County Monster Hunters Club, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast. I'm Tyler Samples, your keeper of monsters and mysteries, and let's meet our players. Hi, everybody. I'm Rashawn Nadine Scott, and my character is the crooked Shamanda Felt. And I swear, the movie Roll Bounce is gonna win an Oscar this year. 
Hi, I'm Jeff Murdoch, and I play Adam Miller, the monstrous. I didn't vote for President Lieberman, but that's just because I'm 16. Hi, I'm Erin Rain, and I play Crashly Grenadine, the flake, and I will be going full carry on all these motherfuckers that told me I was a virgin. I'm Claire Linick, and I play Susan Wexler, the expert. I'm an expert monster hunter and an amateur Rod Stewart fan. Hey, what's up? I'm Alan Linick. I play CEJ, a.k.a. Cody Ernst Jr. Um, I am the mundane of the group, and I'm a long-time caller, first-time listener. So where we left off, Crashly had just crashed the Sherwin-Williams van, causing Chamanda to lose her iPod Classic and Adam to fling about in his cocoon. In the other vehicle, Susan had told CEJ that Ranger Along is the secret master controlling Adam and that he knows where CEJ's parents are and that she would keep the kids safe. Then there was the crash and CEJ told her he doesn't want to participate in the monster hunts anymore and he thinks she is a liar. So all of that has taken place. Where we are going to pick up, though, is a little bit further ahead. This was Friday evening. Things had gone bad. You were going back to Susan's lair at Queen Latifah's School for Gifted Girls. Who spent the night at the lair and who went home? I did. I spent the night at the lair. Okay. I did, too. Shamanda went home. Okay. I stayed at the lair because I don't want to be near CEJ. Yeah. Because CEJ did also pin everything, all of the blame for Chet's death onto Adam Miller. He said firmly that it was because of Adam Miller that the course of events took place. Actually, can I rephrase? I think I don't stay at the lair, but I don't go home. I think I wander. Ooh, I love it. Okay, great. So Susan, do you stay at the lair? I stay there and specifically infirmary because I am just not feeling my, my Susan Wexler best. That is right. So let us check in on our health here before we move further. Susan, you are at four. You mm -hmm. are currently feeling broken. Again, for you, this is a little bit more emotional than it is physical. One of your ex-lovers came back in, proclaimed his love for you, made these big, bold, romantic gestures only to try to kill one of the kids that you work with, who it turns out he might have been the father of. And then he was murdered or really he was he was i don't want to say murdered he was certainly uh he died in an encounter with another one of the kids with CEJ so you have had a very brutal night yes so you are currently unstable which means that until you sort of heal up i can continue to inflict additional harms on you so that is where you stand. You also are currently still afraid. You're feeling a lot of fear as one of the conditions that you've taken. Cody Ernst Jr., CEJ, you also are at four harm. So you are also unstable and doing quite poorly. So the same things apply. You can at any point take additional harm from the rusty nail, getting beat up, getting pushed around. You've had a, a really rough go of it. Crashly, you're in perfect health and you have no conditions, so you're <laughs> doing just fine. Oh, <laughs> everything's coming up Crashly. I don't get there. Shamanda is a little bruised. Shamanda has two harm and is also afraid. Your fear comes from 
I think most prominently, you are afraid at the emotional connection and intimacy that you had with Adam. Probably the most terrifying thing I can think of. Absolutely. And Adam is at three, which in our system means he is bloody. So you are not yet unstable, but you're close. And Adam, you are feeling both insecure and guilty. So you are an emotional wreck as you wander off. Crashly, let's start with you on this. So you are trying to stay at the lair? Well, yeah. So I told Susan I was going to sleep at the lair, but I thought everyone was going to stay here too. <laughs> so at the point where she she put on some sunglasses and was sitting at her desk pretending that the like computer light was too bright, but I know she was crying, but she didn't want to talk to me about it. And at that I did call um, my mom's housekeeper, Jared, and I asked him to just come pick me up. Yeah. It was pretty awkward. And Jared did not come to pick you up. Your mom came. Oh, gosh. Because your mom, who is, uh, we don't, I actually don't know your mom's name. What's your mom's name? Well, she has me call her Mrs. Grenadine, but her name is Paula. <laughs> Paula? Yeah. Paula is livid because she got a phone call from the Superior Highway Patrol about a daughter in a, in a crash and a daughter who had her provisional license taken away, which was quite surprising to Paula considering she had already had her provisional license taken away. So Paula was not having it. What is the dynamic between you and Paula? Like, I, I will tell you the outcome of it is you've been grounded. Yeah, the dynamic is chilly, okay? And it's been like that for as long as I can remember. She is very exacting, and she demands a lot. She's always going on tour to sell her books and, like, make speeches, and she's, like, very well-respected. And she expected me to have a job starting at age eight, which is why I became a girl detective. Anyway, um, so basically, she's like, I'm very disappointed in you. I thought I could expect more from you. I guess you're just like a normal teenager. And that's very disappointing. And then she took away my phone and um, said that I have to stay in my room all weekend. That's right. And she took away my escape ladder, which is important for fire safety, not just sneaking out. <laughs> <laughs> What's her book? Oh, gosh. She has a bunch of books on child psychology, if you can believe it. <laughs> so it's about a lot of, like, talk, getting your... So that one of them is, like, how to get your elementary school child to work. <laughs> and it's supposed to be, like, having a job is good for little kids because it teaches them responsibility and stuff. Wow. Yeah. We'll see how much of that stuck. Susan, you are by yourself in the lair. Crashly yeah. kind of gave an odd excuse and then her mom showed up. What do you do with yourself for the night? Um, Honestly, I'm just trying to heal uh, inside and out. Um, I'm not even reading my history books tonight. I'm just wow. kind of putzing around. <laughs> You know, cleaning a little, which is odd for me. Um, not something I normally do. Yeah. Well, then, if you spend the night not doing anything else, you can heal one just to 
get some of it back, which will take you under the unstable threshold. So you would go down to three harm. And if you need to deal with your feelings since you're by yourself, also just a reminder that for fear, the way to do that would be to run from something difficult. So I don't know if you do that to try to get over the fear that you're experiencing or if you just let it sit inside you. Uh, you know, I'm going to do the greatest escape I can think of and just listen to some Rod <laughs> and okay. just let his vocals kind of take me to a different dimension as they always do. All right. Spent some time uh. feeling inferior, standing in front of a mirror. I combed yeah. my hair in a thousand ways, but it came out looking just the same. <laughs> And Susan's trying to sing along, but she's crying. So she's like, superior. <laughs> I don't know that that actually will constitute enough to say that you're running from something. You're running headlong into something for sure. But I think you're still in the background. That fear is still waiting. It's not getting worse, but you're still shaken pretty, pretty hard to your core. CEJ, you go home. Is this correct? Yep. Aunt Diane is there, and she, I mean, as soon as you come in, I mean, what do you look like when you ent- you walk in the door? I mean, I'm a mess. I've, I, I'm, I've got blood all over me. I've, I've been hanging out in a trunk. You know, I witnessed uh, yet another car accident. Uh, <laughs> I've been crying. I'm upset. I'm tired. My clothes are torn. Yeah. And Aunt Diane is very, I mean, as we know, she is almost oppressively checked in with you. She is constantly worried about you. And as soon as you walk in, she just drops the spatula from the the food that she was putting into a, a Tupperware to put in the fridge. And she runs over. She just folds you in her arms and gives you a huge hug and is just like, CEJ, what's wrong? Are you okay? Just, what's wrong? I just let her hug me for a minute. Um, and then... Once I've like kind of had enough of it, I'm like, you should ask yourself where Adam is right now and what kinds of people he's been hanging out with. And then I stomp upstairs and I just kind of like tree fall into bed, kind of face down in the pillow. Um, And I think we see like time kind of like fast forward. Uh, and it's just like CEJ, like in stilted fast forward, like tossing and turning and trying to sleep. But like every time his eyes kind of like droop and he looks like he's about to relax into sleep, he jerks awake. Uh, and I like scan the room, the dark room that I'm in, in Aunt Diane's house. And I'm like, hello. And no one answers. And I just sort of like try to settle back in. And then that process repeats like every hour and a half, almost on the dot. Yeah. And in the morning, you know, I you don't get worse, but you don't get better. I don't think you get because of how fitful your sleep is. I don't think you heal at all. Makes sense. Yeah. So I'm still broken. You are still broken. You're still at four, which means at any point you could take an additional harm. Or You're, it could get better. Or you, <laughs> you could get better if somebody tried, but uh, nobody nobody has. Shamanda, you go back home. So you, you go back to aunt tony and uncle tony they're there how much do you interact with them you're fairly shaken by everything as well um i as i pull up to the uh to the house i uh i park in the front uh i get i go to ring the doorbell even though i know i have keys to this place 
and when they open the door, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel horrible. I'm crestfallen. I don't even have music to distract myself because the iPod is lost and cracked and I feel like my soul is cracked open. I walk upstairs, plop on the bed and just stare at the ceiling and hardly sleep. Yeah, you, I think then same. I don't think you heal from that at all. Uh, Uncle Tony, obviously, and, and Aunt Tony, they're both very concerned Uncle Tony would have come up at one point and just sort of knocked on the door and been like, Hey, uh, Shamanda, are you okay in there? No. Do you, do you want to talk? No. All right. Um, FYI, um, we got a call from, from Coldstone. They said you missed, missed a couple of shifts this week. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going back. Oh. I'm not good enough to sell sugary sweet treats. I'm a bad person, Uncle. Uh, you know, we all feel that way sometimes. And, and oh, it's okay. Oh, I know it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you some space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he scurries down the hallway. <laughs> a little bit later, there's there's just a knock on the door. And... You wait, you know, a few minutes and then you open it and there's a little plate there and your Aunt Tony has put food that's something that you love to eat. What is the thing that you like most love that oh Aunt gosh. Tony makes? I love Oreos and peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. She just made you a little <laughs> Oreo and peanut butter tower. Yes. Oh, mm. And... It's waiting for you. And and that's that's, you know, Aunt Tony's love language is food and kind of taking care of stuff. She's quiet, but she takes care in her own way. <laughs> and we'll go to Adam Miller. Adam Miller, where do you go? You know, I think uh, I, I gotta I feel so guilty that I have really put all my friends at risk because I was stupid enough to get infected by a mothman. And uh, I, I just go to the place that makes me comfortable, and I, I go sit outside the uh, standalone lids downtown. Yeah, you go to the the outside the mall lids. Actually, this works perfectly because I did want to establish. So. Haverford is a relatively small town, but it does have a lot of brand name stores, which I find interesting. It has a Coldstone. It has an Old Navy. It has a Lids. And I realized the obvious reason why is because in the state of Superior, there is now a highway that did not exist before. There is a highway that goes from Madison, Wisconsin to Marquette Superior. And Haverford is right on that highway. And Haverford has an amazing, well, amazing might be a strong word, but Haverford its biggest draw is its outlet malls that it has on the highway a couple miles away from Haverford. So to your heart's content, throw out any brand like big box store. It's <laughs> definitely outside at the outlet mall on the way. So of course there is a lid <laughs> lids store. And yeah. What do you do though? Do you just hang out in the parking lot of the lids or? <laughs> yeah. I uh I sort of stand outside of it and like I sit on the the curb and I'm just throwing rocks and um you know I look at the hats and I'm like man wouldn't it be cool if I was just a regular guy and I could just have, buy a lid hat and 
That was the biggest thing I did that week, not see my father get killed by my cousin. Now, would I be right to assume that the first time you transformed, you destroyed the only lid hat that you owned? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I wasn't able to... I didn't have a job, so I wasn't able to buy a new one. And uh, so I had one lid hat, lid hat which was the... Uh, uh, do we, wait, is there a, a sports team for the Superior? Do we just establish that? We have, Our population is too small. Yeah, there's definitely oh, yeah. this Superior State. They have a team. And you have yeah. the local, the Haverford teams. And there might be like a minor league baseball team. I mean, I'm sure there is up in yeah, Marquette. I think I... I think I have a lid hat for the superior team, uh, for the college team. And do you want to tell us what their their mascot is? Like what the yeah, team it's is? Pretty bizarre. I think <laughs> that uh, it's a, it's a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so it's, we're the, the, the superior spaghettis. So it's the Superior State Spaghetti's. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it's the, uh, the the chant they have is wrap them up, wrap them up, wrap them all up, and then uh, <laughs> and spaghetti, and it just yeah, it's a Superior Spaghetti. I can't yeah. wait to draw a T-shirt. <laughs> it's like they are the meatball, we are the spaghetti. Wrap them up, wrap them up, go Superior. Yeah, and the, and the mascot is like the Barilla Gorilla, and it's just a, a gorilla made out of pasta noodles. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, that was a real clutch sponsorship opportunity that Barilla <laughs> swooped in on. Initially, they sued. Yeah. They <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "Ah, free publicity." Yeah, sure. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> it really yeah skyrocketed. <laughs> What's your relationship with the employees of the lids? So you're oh. hanging out there. Are they really trying to discourage you from it? Are you friends with one of them? What's the state of play? Oh, they don't like me there because they know that <laughs> I, I I go there. I go, in the in the best of times, I would go there and like try on every single hat and never buy one. Um, but I would uh, you know, try them on and I would uh, have like shamanda or whoever else had like a phone camera take a picture of me and i say damn this could be me all the time um, <laughs> but they were like they don't like me yeah so over the course of the night while you just hang out outside their store what is it that they're doing to try to get you to leave oh what time of night is it i thought they were closed oh you're you're right well so you guys got back it was about 7.30 when you guys got back. So they would you would have been there for like an hour oh, yeah. or hour and a half before they closed. They probably closed at like 9 because it's a Friday night. Yeah. The second I like walk by, they're like immediately like, God damn it. And <laughs> like, but it, once I see that I'm not even trying to go in, I'm just like too mopey to even go in. They like sort of like breathe a sigh of relief and continue to uh, box up all the lids. Great. The night progresses. You're there for a while, like too long, really. But around 1130, Diane, your mom, pulls up and she just rolls down her window and she just kind of gives a sigh. And she's like, Adam, get in the car. Uh, CEJ's not with me, mom. I know he's at home. You need to get in the car. Uh, Come on. And I, I reluctantly get in, in the back seat. <laughs> and as you guys are driving, she's just there's a long silence. 
it's awkward and tense, but she eventually breaks it and she's just like, I don't know what to do with you, Adam. You're getting so closed off and I, you know, I'm trying to give you space. All right. And, and we have CEJ in the house now and he needs a lot from us. And I understand that that probably makes you feel jealous or something, but you, you have to talk to me about it and you're not talking to me. I'm not jealous of CEJ. Okay. Then what's going on? Why do we have to live with my weird cousin? Can he go live with another person? Honey, we are his closest relatives, okay? Until, honey, you know as as well as I do, whatever happened to his parents, we have to, we're all he's got. And family looks out for family, okay? You know, they took me in when, when I got pregnant with you. I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I didn't have anybody with me in that. And, and they were the ones that took me in. And so the least I can do is, is return that to them. And so, so no, yeah, he is going to say, who's who's my father. How has she pushed this off in the past? Or have you never (laughs) asked before? I've never asked before, but I, I think there was times where she would allude to him um, but she would never say his name. Uh, she would just say sort of things like, oh, that you get that from your father kind of thing. Yeah. She's like, he's not anybody you need to know. All right. I he, want, I want to know though. Uh, is I, it, is his name Chet? She blanches at that. Like her face goes pale, her cheeks kind of flush. And she's like, where did you hear that name? It doesn't matter, Mom. I, is Chet my father? It's, honey. It's it's complicated. Okay, he, your father doesn't. Your father didn't want to be part of of our lives, and and I think that's for the best. Okay, but I love you, and and I'm here for you. Okay, just as much as I am for Cody. I know that it it might feel different the way that I take care of you, but. I know that you will take care of yourself. You're strong and brave and fierce. And, and, and that's what I love about you. And that's what I've raised. And, and I know that you can take care of yourself. I feel like, I feel like if you knew who I really was, though, you wouldn't love me. She like car screech uh, breaks, breaks fully applied. And she turns I'm around. I'm not wearing my seatbelt. <laughs> I'm not working. <laughs> Seatbelts are lame. <laughs> what? <laughs> for this for this teenager, I'm going to wear seatbelts. Oh no! Is this well, how then, Adam goes? Then yeah, Adam, oh my you God. absolutely. <laughs> you. If, if you die, Shamanda will be broken hearted. <laughs> I I am in the back seat though. Yeah, you slam into the driver's seat. From behind, she turns around and she's like leaning over the seat, you know, with her finger pointed in your face. And you can feel you have a nosebleed. And she's pointed and she's, uh, she says, Adam Miller, you don't ever say that to me. I know exactly who you are. I love you. I have always loved you. I always will. And I always, I know who you are. And you are my son. And she is very angry that you would ever suggest that. Somebody honks. She says, go fucking go around. And she's like flipping them off. Oh, no. That's the manager of the lids. Oh, no. 
He goes past. He's wearing like a nice new snapback. Not even a snapback because it's custom. So it doesn't have snaps in the back. You know, it's just a custom fit. He glares you dead in the eyes as he passes. And your mom gives him the finger. And she's looking at you. And she looks really angry that you said that that you and she's like i worked you don't know what i did what i have sacrificed to have you to get you adam you are the most important thing in the world to me and and nothing about you is wrong do you hear me nothing yes ma'am and then she just turns around and she drives she doesn't talk the rest of the drive i am taken aback i don't even feel my bloody nose anymore. I'm just scared. Like, only the scare you can have from a mother who's angry. Yeah. And that's the rest of your night. You go home. CEJ is up in his room. CEJ, you hear the door open and close. You hear Diane telling Adam Miller that she has a plate for him waiting in the oven. But other than that, you guys are all to yourselves. It's next morning. It's Saturday morning. And big news, gang. Tonight is the big Valentine's Day dance. <laughs> oh, shit. Hell Queen Latifah's yeah. School for Gifted Girls every year has the Valentine's Day dance. <laughs> Valentine's Day is too fun to just do once a year. The fun part about Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day, the girls ask the guys, which is great for a school that is heavily, <laughs> heavily focused on the gifted girls. <laughs> it's a tradition that so the Queen Latifah School for Gifted Girls is a relatively new school to the school district, but it's been around for four or five years pretty quickly after Queen Latifah's bus broke down and she got such kind <laughs> service and care from the Haverford people. She started that charter school out on the edges of town <laughs> right quick. <laughs> And it has quickly become a treasured tradition for the teenagers. Both schools, both the Denver Broncos Memorial High and Queen Latifah School of Forgifted Girls, everybody comes to this dance. That, of course, is especially urgent for all of you because you know that everybody will definitely include people who are at the makeout party last night. The only other thing to say is you all wake up with a fever. Um, oh, fuck. Crashly, you wake up. It is worse for you. You don't know this because you haven't talked to anybody else. But you wake up. You're hungry. You have a fever. And you are like the injustice of it all of like you were just trying to take care of your friend's car. And then you got hit by moths from your other friend's dumb thing. Oh, no. And then you are the oh. one that is held culpable for it. And your mom flips out at you for trying to be a good kid. Like. Yeah. You are very angry. Well, you know what I do when I first wake up? What? I go to my mom's room and she's sleeping because she sleeps until 10 a.m. on her days off. And I know she has a big important speech in Akron tomorrow. And so I go into her room and I take not even the nice haircutting scissors that she bought when she insisted on cutting my hair for a year. Whoa. (laughs) I just take the kitchen scissors. And I just cut her hair, like <gasps> so, just like Dini in Dini in the book Dini by Judy no. So I just cut it and cut it, and I cut it to like ear length. And she does not wake up because I know she took an Ambien last night. Yeah, she takes Ambien. <laughs> and then I leave the scissors on her bedside table, and a note that says from Crashly. <laughs> And then I walk downstairs and I say, Jared, 
sorry about the mess, babe. And then I just like walk away. Wow. Like away from the house? Like you away leave from the, house? the house? I'm going, to, I put on my hiking boots and a sensible windbreaker. And then I walk towards Susan Wexler. <laughs> are you walking to the school lair or are you yeah, walking to, to Susan's? Okay, cool. Susan, yeah, you have a kind of a fitful night in your infirmary area and you wake up. Well, I don't know if this is what wakes you up, but your attention is drawn when the door to your lair opens and Crashly kind of storms in. Well, it's 10 a.m. I've been up for four hours. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, my God. So much to do. Now, real quick question. I wake up with a fever as well. You do. I should know if in a good enough place, fever-wise, I should know how to get that taken down, correct? Yeah, um, this would be a great in instance to do investigate a mystery. You have your lore library here. I think you've definitely been putting together the little pieces of what took place last night. So roll plus sharp. Yep, I got an eight. So on an eight, you can ask one general question, and I will give you reasonable details based on how you're investigating it, and I will answer it honestly. So you have a list of questions you could ask. You can really ask anything you want. Um, you know, I guess my main question is I I feel confident that I could create a potion or anecdote for this. How long would this last without action or how long would people have, I guess, is the real question because I know it could lead to death. Yeah, that's a great question. Looking at it, it seems like there's a range, but that some people are certainly affected more. It certainly seems like based on what took place last night, that whatever is happening has sped up from before. When the heavy makeouts started is when people started going up in flames. So you would guess it might not be a time frame in terms of like how long does it incubate, but that it might be a repeat exposure sort of situation. And that sort of volitional acts increase the the degree to which it reinforces. So in other words, the more that somebody gives into whatever it is, which at this point, I think even at a at a cursory look back through your experiences, you're pretty confident it's lust is what is triggering all of this. The more you give into lust, the more it speeds up. So should have listened to Rod Stewart last night. Um, <laughs> great. So with that understanding, uh, I'm just crashly. I'm so happy to see you. Perfect timing. We got some work to do, girl. And I, I want pull a Sprite. Out I want a Popsicle. Okay. I want okay. a Tylenol. Yep, and I want get an Archie magazine. And I want a couch. <laughs> and I want the prices right. I don't feel good. And I'm mad. That's right. That's right. Okay. Why don't you... There's a Sprite down there in my panic room. Would you just go grab it for me, babe? Is it frozen? Yeah, it's frozen. You're going to love okay. it. I'll go get it. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and gently shut the lid. <laughs> because <laughs> i can tell something is very wrong here with crashly having known her for a while yeah correct so we gotta cool this girl off basically and i don't want her hurting herself or others and i know she's gonna be safe down there muffled screaming from below and you know yep you're correct so i am going to just well, here's what I'm hoping to do, and let me know time frame wise. I, a couple years ago when stuff was a little slower, thought I might get into artisanal soap making. Mm -hmm. 
And this might be a really good opportunity to bring out those supplies and create kind of the potion in like a soap form for people just to wash off the fever, basically. And because I know there's nothing less sexual than soap. Uh, Of course. So that should help with the less situation. So I want to start creating that. Although I do want to point out bubble baths. (laughs) Mm, I do. I hear what you're saying and I'm taking the note, but... Here's the only thing I, that is that is great. And I think soap is definitely going to be an important part of, of your solution to this. The one thing that I would suggest is you might want to look more into uh, I don't so far as I know, nobody has has ascertained what is going on. So okay. so I think Susan would know better rather than just treating symptoms. It's better to treat the cause. Better to treat the cause. Okay. Well, then we can do that. My main thing is I've got to get Crashly back. Right. Okay. Yes. So so in terms of the soap, that, that might be a way to to mitigate some of the stuff with Crashly. But you truly, again, you just don't know what's going on with her at all. And this is a more broad thing. The This game, you absolutely can always, this is for everybody, you can always just charge in and try to fight a monster. But every monster has a weakness. And if you investigate and you you put together the clues or anything and find the weakness for a monster, that's the only way to actually bring the, the monster down. So in the case of the last mystery you guys did, once you realized it was a pile of sacrificial bodies that was causing the issue, once you treated and removed that pile, then the phenomenon that was taking place was mitigated. But had you not found those bodies... While you could have fought, you could fight the big oversized catfish, there would always be more big oversized catfish because they would just continue to feed on the bodies. So you have to find the cause and remove the okay. cause is, is sort of how the, the game works best. Though, if you want to just, you know, keep flamethrowing at it, you guys are welcome to. <laughs> I don't know who that's directed at. <laughs> I think uh, I think at this point, who else would come to the lair? Um, I, I, I bang on the door. Uh, okay. I lift up the Windex bottle, and Shimanda comes in, bursting in. She's in full um Valentine's Day regalia, even though it's the <laughs> middle of the day. She's dressed to the nines and ready, and she says, "I'm ready. Uh, let's go to the dance. Let's uh, let's profess our love. Let's let's get it going. How are you guys feeling today? Okay, so good to see you. Um, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. something it's to great tell to see you." you. Now, Crashly is in the panic room. Um, uh, you can hear her screams from here, obviously. Um, <laughs> so we've got some work to do, Shamanda. I know you're excited, but I think the best way to prepare would be to get Crashly under control, and I'm going to need your help with that. Sure, I can do that. I can do anything you need, as long as I don't have to feel anything right now. I can operate and be fine, as long as I do not feel, Miss Wexler. Do you hear me? Oh, I hear you 100%. Um, And this one's kind of going past Wexler. Uh, So she's just like, great, I've got a friend here who's going to be able to help me. And so I like, we have got to get to the root of the problem here. And our best bet research wise is we're all working together. And Crashly is the best researcher among us. It's true. Um, So I'm trying to frantically put together like this potion, basically. And, um, having Shamanda help in any way in that and just trying to get Crashly what we call in the business UC is just under control. Yeah, absolutely. 
I walk over to the panic room door and I say, Crashly, now let's think about cooling down, you know, like uh, watching one Saturday morning, watching cartoons and really just uh, calming down, uh, hanging out with Cabbage Patch dolls, you know, changing uh, the toilet paper rolls, stuff like that. Real nerd stuff that really calms you down. I'm listening to this and I hear it. And I, I quiet my screams to hear my best friend talking to me. And I think that, that, like, I think about changing the toilet paper roll and especially flipping it to the way that I like it instead mm-hmm. of the way my mom likes it, which is gross. And It that, is gross. It is gross. It calms me down a little bit. I, I have a, I like to go into a little bit of a beautiful mind kind of feeling <laughs> right now. So I am, I do strip down to my, like, undershirt and, um, because that's what I wear because I'm not very developed yet, but I'm very hot. Like it's very hot in here. So I stripped down. My oh. hair's pretty wild and I am just thinking and I want to um, investigate a mystery because I have some holds left on that. Great. So I'm just like thinking and like racking my brain and like pounding on my own head like that sound. And um, I'm just saying to myself out loud, really screaming, um, like what? why why am i like this why am i like this what why am i like this what's wrong with me great why am i like this Wait. why am i like this <laughs> i don't think you've i don't think you actually do have any holds so i have two holds oh you do okay great no. you do have two so no, one. that means yeah you can you can ask two questions uh so the question that you had is why are you, am i like this yeah why am i like this as you're thinking this and, and asking yourself this, Crashly, you turn. There's like a single. What's the lighting situation in the panic room, Susan? Um, it's not ideal, and I am working on that still. Uh, mostly now, it's like lanterns, but I've thrown over some festive scarves. <laughs> yeah, so so the lighting is kind of moody and warm, but uh, welcoming for sure. I would say I would use yeah. the word welcoming as yeah. well. <laughs> But there is a long shadow that you cast crashly as you're walking around. And as you're like, why am I like this? You turn and spot dead eye, eye to eye, a small creature. It looks like black ink and with just two red eyes, two small, almost like bat wings. And beyond that, it is difficult to make out its form. It's roughly like humanoid. And it's also only about one and a half feet tall. And you hear a chuckle and it disappears into your own shadow with just the eyes still visible. And you just two words of Susan's ring through very clear from a couple of weeks ago, which is lust demon. Oh, so I just say, how do I kill you? It just chuckles back and roll plus cool. Okay, I got an 11. Okay, for the moment, you are able to resist its charms. What is it that you're focused on that is keeping you from getting further enmeshed? Okay, I still think the baseball thing has some merit. (laughs) I don't know the rules. So I'm thinking about it. And I'm just thinking about like how when I had to go and it was my turn to hit in gym class, I could not make contact with the ball. And how even if I could, I knew I wouldn't hit it very far. So I'm just thinking about that. And it's like, it's not even making me mad. It's just making me it's just not hot. It's just a cold feeling. 
Yeah. So you're able yeah. to to keep it. It looks a little discouraged and the eyes disappear for the moment. You can't tell if that means it has gone or if it has just literally closed its eyes and is hiding in your shadow. Is the how do I kill you question not some, not an investigative mystery question that I could ask? Oh, wait, was that another question that you asked? Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't uh, catch that because I was thinking Seems about other like things. like a threat. So I get it. Yeah. So what can hurt it? I mean, the let me think through here. Yeah, Crashly, you... You're looking at this. I mean, you feel a connection to it. The, uh, the I guess the other main thing that you realize in this moment is there's a few things that you know that, that kind of you piece together in this moment. Wyatt was the last person out of Camp Onomatopoeia after the fire. He saved his brother, Dennis. He pulled Dennis from the fire and they were the last two to get out. Since then, it's been a couple of years. Everything's been normal. About six months ago, according to his girlfriend, he started to change fairly significantly. Interested in sex. Very interested in sex, very everything else. You suspect that from that and from, from what you're doing, you think that this creature has to be bonded to somebody to be around. And you suspect even further, like with the makeup party and how it happened, it's clear, like, you know, because you saw it happening and you are a fantastic researcher. It appears that it's based on touch. So the touch of like somebody infected by the lust demon can infect someone else with a touch, but that the lust demon needs to be bonded to someone in order to stay present for it. So somehow excising that bond and preventing it from being able to bond to somebody else would definitely do the trick. There might be other ways, but that is that is one way that that stands out to you as a way to do it. Before we move further, I want to check over with our boys, CEJ and Adam. You've both woken up in the morning. It's the morning of Valentine's Day, and I'm just curious what you're doing. I know C or or really I'm curious, are either of you going to the lair? Um, I think um, I'm trying to get out of school. I'm I like shuffle yeah. downstairs. I've today's got my... a Saturday, so it oh, should oh, be yeah. easy then, enough. No school. Oh yeah, that's fair. So I guess I am wildly successful in that attempt. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. You automatically rolled a twelve. Sick. Uh, I don't get out of bed then. I'm just tossing and turning until like noon. Cej, then you are going to take one more harm. Okay, uh-huh. seems. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm grievous. Yeah, you are in really bad shape. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, you feel really, ah. truly awful. Sorry, go ahead, Adam. What were you going to say? I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, I think uh, I take what my mom said to me the night before, and I, I go to CEJ's room, and uh, I knock on the door, and um. I wait for to hear a response. See, EJ, you hear a knock at the door. And I jerk up and I say, hello? Hey, CEJ, can I come in? Oh, it's you. Who do you think it was? No one. Listen, dude, can I come in or not? What do you want? I just want to say... I am sorry for... 
almost getting you killed. You were right. None of this would be happening if I didn't get eggs planted in my belly. Yeah. But you didn't ask for that. No. Did you? But you No. No <laughs> way. I mean I definitely I definitely like followed the cryptid forums, but like that's not asking to be infected by a cryptid. That's just a you know, curiosity. I guess it's true, it killed the cat. <laughs> uh and I think about this for a minute. I'm just like lying on my back staring at the ceiling, um, on my bed and I'm like, Hey, um I never like I never asked you this for some reason, but like how did you know that you you were like changing? Like did it feel different? I guess I never um, really asked you about what you've been going through. I just kind of been watching yeah. it. Can I come in? Um yeah, but I'm not going to move. Uh, uh all right. And I, I come in. Yeah. And do I see how bad he looks? Yeah, he looks terrible. Jesus, EJ. <laughs> what? Okay, well, now get out, I guess. Damn. No, dude, I can see your rib bones. I'm wearing, I got a blanket on. Dude. Let me take care of you. And Adam, I think it's almost a thing where CEJ looks gaunt. Like he looks like because, you know, like it, it something doesn't add up like he he is he's beaten. You guys, all, you feel this fever. He looks feverish, but like he didn't necessarily you didn't see him get like stabbed in the gut or anything. Uh, you didn't see him break bones or anything, but he looks just really terrible. Yeah, can I do like an investigation? Yeah. So yeah, investigate a mystery. Yeah. Oh god, I'm not very. Oh gosh, damn it! I'm also like, uh, oh, that doesn't affect it. I, I'm still insecure and guilty, but <laughs> you that are. That doesn't affect sharp. No. I rolled. Ooh, I rolled a ten. Great. You can ask one specific question or two general questions. I'll answer with uh, uh, I... honesty and good details. Okay. Um. Wait, I wait, 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 know... wait, now, um, is there any way I can, I see keep my secret is an option on my sheet here. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing I can attempt to do? Well, it depends. So we'll see, we'll see what the questions are. If if it's, I, you will never have to give up information without having a, a role in it. So let's see what his questions yeah. are and then we'll see where it goes. Fair. Okay. Uh, I want to ask, uh, I don't know if this is specific or not, but I want to know, and I'd be, but I want to know what is wrong with CEJ, like specific, I guess. Yeah, definitely specifically. Yeah. I mean, he, he's taken a beating. He, you know, has incurred a lot of damage. I, I think a lot of, some of this does just look like psychologically, like he is worn out. Yeah. You know that. Well, yeah, I think you do know, at least in some part of your, your mind, what happened to Chad and his role in that. Yeah. And while, he, so he, it, it just seems like a combination of that. Let me, yeah, you rolled so well. The act of what CEJ did. So there is something I know that, that both CEJ and, and Alan don't 
So I uh, apologies, Alan, for this. I'm I'm laying this on, but I think it's fun. The Whoa. act of what CEJ did seems to be having more of an effect than than you would expect. Like it is having a physical manifestation in that he is almost. It seems like he is constitutionally being suffering from the action of what he did. He just looks really, really bad. Um, I I want to I want to give him I want to give him a hug. Okay. Roll, you know what? I think this is absolutely a deal with the feels. So, roll plus weird. Okay, and uh, since I am currently feeling <laughs> insecure, that's minus two for my weird. But that's right. Since I'm a Mothman, I still got a plus one. So. Oh, hey, not bad. That is a five, six, seven, plus one, eight. Nice. Okay, Just great. Yeah, you did. So... You know what? He doesn't currently have any conditions necessarily, but you can definitely, I'll say, given the circumstances, you can remove one of his harms since this is sort of a emotional, physical state. Oh, yeah. nice. I read, I do it. But you will need to admit something embarrassing, make a bold gesture, or give something up. Um. Oh, gosh. Oh. Um, I, I'm going to give up all the information that he asked about. Is that Does that work for give something up? Sure. Yeah. I uh I just lay out like what happened and I'm like and I and I also say like I lied to you. Susan's not my secret master. My secret master is an intergalactic mothman and I just felt you would freak out if you knew that I was being controlled by something from a different dimension. I am freaking out. I know and that's why I'm seeing it now. I'm Oh no, I came uh, down on Susan so hard. What? What? Oh, when we were fuck. in the when we were in the car, I I like, oh no. You told me that oh no. <laughs> I was so mad. Oh mean. no, what did you say? I said like, you know, she was making all our lives super dangerous and that we shouldn't monster hunt what? with her anymore and that basically she no, was the worst said- thing that ever happened to any of us and like some other I stuff. I thought I that, was. Well, that well, you know, I have been lashing out a little. <laughs> I think, you know, and it takes a big man to admit when they're wrong. And I'm the biggest. (laughs) Oh, and I'm like, like, I know that I've done wrong. So I'm like, yeah, you really, you really are CEJ trying to, you know, play kid. I got to talk to Susan, I guess. And I throw back the covers and I hop out of bed, but I look like. No, I don't let him. (laughs) You you do look terrible. Now, two things that I need to check in on. One, Adam Miller, you know, probably the best place to get somebody taken care of. There's one of two places to go, the hospital or the lair. Those are or your, I guess, really, or three, you could pull them into your cocoon and. Yeah try to do it there so those are really the only three options for cej at this point because he's not yet on literally on death's door but he is walking up the front sidewalk the other thing i do just need to check is cej you've been saying some things and i'm just curious are you also trying to sort of deal with the feels and and make adam miller feel better or are you pretty Um, solely focused on what's going on with you I I don't think I've I don't think it's actively trying to make him feel I'm like being kind I'm making an effort to be kinder about it. 
Um, but I don't think it's it's like. So I'll I'll say if you want to, you can roll to try to to offer uh, him comfort. All right, I'll I'll do it just to see. I mean, I'm yeah. Roll plus I have a weird. minus and weird, so this kind of makes sense as like a it, maybe I'll intentionally help, unintentionally help a little. Yeah. Um, and I got an eight. Okay, yeah. So Adam will be able to remove a condition, but you, CEJ, need to either admit something embarrassing, make a bold gesture, or give something up. Um. Let's see. What? What? embarrassing or a bold gesture ooh uh i okay i'm like adam we yeah. gotta get to it to susan so i can like say sorry and like figure out what the heck is going on wait is ranger along not your master no what no oh. i mean i will tell you once i manipulated him so if anything i'm his master i guess oh okay Oh, wait, did you make him start hanging out with AD? Uh, No, I told him to follow you because I was worried about you. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, And I... Is he hanging out with my mom? Yeah, I think he's, like, dating AD now. Uh, And I also... uh, I'm going to take off... I'm, like, changing clothes because I just went to sleep in what I was wearing the day before. Um, And as I'm about to throw my shirt into the laundry hamper, and then I look down at it, and I look at Adam, and I'm like, do you want this? <laughs> I mean, do you want to know the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I do. All right. Um, It's ripped and um, got blood on it anyway, so that's I'm going right. to give it to do you mind, um, Do you mind not looking? Do you mind not looking? I'm about to take my pants off. Oh, yeah. Okay. How about we both not look at each other while you change and I eat your shirt? Oh, my God. Okay, great. So we'll stand back to back. <laughs> and we're never going to talk about this again. Never. Okay, well, How do you feel about those pants? How do you feel about uh-huh. those pants? No, I hate <laughs> these pants. The-, the pants. the pants are mine. I've already patched them twice and they look hella cool. Um, I don't... Uh, yeah, man. They look cool. I can't give you the pants. They. I wore them to a No Doubt concert. Dude, what? <laughs> I wore these pants. You're you looking now. You turned around. You just turned around. Okay. You just dropped a bomb on me. When did you go to a No Doubt concert? I went to the No Doubt concert like a year and a half ago. What the hell? Uh, My man, parents believe it. got the only tickets. I've been to. What? Which concert did you go to? No, your thing is more important. <laughs> Shamanda hears this whole conversation because her telepathy allows her to like <laughs> kick in on Adam, and she's just like hanging her head, like, "Damn it, this is the guy." Yeah, <laughs> this is the guy, Adam. Which of your conditions do you want to uh, drop? Guilty or insecure? Uh, definitely insecure. I am still guilty AF. Great, but yeah, you are not feeling insecure anymore. Not only has your cousin kind of made room for you but he's even like directly like embracing your weirdness by offering you a shirt yeah. to eat yeah he gave me the shirt the shirt off his back literally oh and then you ate it once we're changed or like once i got my clothes on um i turned to adam and i'm like all right let's go you guys and i run out of the room <laughs> i look around you guys what <laughs> So we'll move forward, sort of assuming all of this has happened, as Susan and Shamanda are there kind of talking about what to do with Crashly. You hear the familiar sound of the Windex bottle. 
getting pulled, the lair opening up, and Adam and CEJ entering in. Hey, guys. Now, here, there's the boys. We're Um, having a little girls' day over here. Miss Wexler, we got something to say. Yeah, we goofed. I started to nudge CEJ. Yeah, we goofed too bad. We goofed equally, I would say. Well, yeah, one is a little meaner to your face, and one was a little meaner to your back. Um, I'm going to pull up a chair and, like, do the teacher lean on it uh, with one like, leg up. and Michelle listen. Pfeiffer style? I don't get that reference. Sorry, Dangerous Minds. A Dangerous Minds ref. Oh, I'm so you should, I'll, you know I'll watch it. You know what? I'll watch I, you're it. You're right. We're, we're in slightly different generational oeuvres. Watch Coolio Gangster's Paradise video. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay, exactly. you got it. Yeah. But, yes, so you do a cool teacher move. And you're listening. Okay. Um, CEJ, do you want to go first? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, Miss um, Wexler, here's the thing. Um, have you ever, like, felt cornered and you just blurted the first thing that came to your mind out? Okay, wait. I'm going to want to hear. I want Crashly to hear all of this. So, I opened the door to the painter no. room. I'm like, just... Don't touch me. What is she doing down there? Don't touch me. Crashly, these motherfuckers locked you in a panic room and <laughs> left you Maybe she left down there. there. I should oh, never in there, but I want her to be the seed. You've been down there for like a half an hour, <laughs> locked in, and even though you know you know why you feel this way, it is this thing feeding this lust for for action and reaction and vengeance and violence. And but you don't fucking care because they <laughs> locked you up. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, Crashly. What are you oh, doing okay. down there? I am going to give her yeah, the potion Crashly... that I've been creating to try to cool her down. I want to see what Crashly does <laughs> I'm first. I'm putting it on my shirt and I'm mad. So it's like not going well. I keep trying to put my arm through the hole and it's not going. It's going through the neck hole. Oh, I hate and that. I finally Whoa, get my Crashly. shirt on. Ugh, and I just like climb up out of the thing and I slip on a rung of the ladder. And that makes me mad because oh. I bang my toe. <laughs> and so I finally get up and I'm holding my toe and bouncing like Bugs Bunny. And I'm just like, Susan, you are not my mom. So stop trying to act like you are. Like nobody even likes you. See, EJ, mm-hmm. I will never date you. Adam, what? you're a moth man and it's gross and shamanda you love a moth man which is worse i hate you guys i hate you and i hope that you take a long walk off a short pier i read that in a book i think i see what's going on here someone has finally started going through puberty (laughs) i just start wringing his neck yeah crashly my neck crashly wringing it (laughs) stop wringing it (laughs) Crashly, uh-huh. roll plus tough. Okay. Crashly's going to try to kick some ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, every, I will say this. Everyone on, in our group has tried to fight me at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's told me that they hate me. Oh, shit. I um, rolled a nine. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Tyler, yeah. before you go, I do never, I do never again. And Great. I so you're protecting. Yay! Um, you get experience for protecting me. That's awesome. So Yay! that means you will suffer all of the attack that Crashly brings, and you can also pick all impending danger is now focused on you. You inflict harm on the enemy, or you hold the enemy back. I hold the enemy back. This tiny little. <laughs> yeah. 
Crashly. Crashly, you are small, so you yeah you aren't necessarily well. I guess unless you're pulling out one of your weapons. Oh no! Um, oh. <laughs> I think I put my weapons. I left them downstairs when I saw that demon. I don't really want to kill my friends. Yeah, like there was a part of so I, I don't have the weapons. Great. But. Yeah. So you're not going to do. So this is going to be a zero harm thing. But Adam Miller, she kicks you in the balls, and yeah, you are going right. to take negative one forward. Ooh, I'll tell you, my my eyes cross like in a <laughs> 90s sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> and then Crashly, are you sticking around or are you trying to get out of here? What are you? Well, so like there's a little part of my brain that's like, you've got to tell Susan about the demon. But what's so the rest I'm, of your brain saying? The rest of my brain is saying, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. So um, I guess I'm going to follow the rest of my brain and I'm going to stomp out. And I'm going to yell into the hall, which I suppose is empty, oh. but like, there's a lair back here, by the way. <gasps> Susan Wexler's not even a real and I janitor. intercept this child. <laughs> okay, Susan, how are you trying to intercept her? So I am going to do, I'm quite quick when I need to be, and I'm just going <laughs> to cut in front of her. And I have got this little, you know, it's just the beginning of the soap in my hand. It's unfortunately not finished, but I'm hoping it'll have enough of a reaction to try to just stop her. <laughs> Are you just putting a bar of soap in her mouth? <laughs> no, no. I'm just rubbing it on her skin. Okay. Or in her mouth if that would help better. That sounds worse. I gotta be honest. Really? <laughs> Roll plus weird. Yeah. This is gonna be a use magic. I'm just this is very some weird. magic soap on this child. Okay. Eight plus Okay, so nine. Okay, great. It works imperfectly. So if you look on your sheet, you can see the effects that you can pick one of those effects to have it apply. And you also need to pick a glitch. So under glitches, I think I'm going to do it's just a short duration. I'll great. take it. Short duration and then pick an effect. Um, uh, banish a spirit or curse from this person. Great. If I think it could cause us that count is that i feel like it could yeah. yeah no that totally works okay great so yeah you grab onto crashly you start rubbing this soap down and it works crashly you feel whatever this thing is in your shadow it's such an odd thing a shadow does not have weight or mass but your shadow suddenly feels lighter from the oh. fluorescent light shining in the hallway and whatever was there is gone you know, though, the connection isn't fully severed. So it's gone. It's going to be back soon. Right now, I don't feel any rage. I just feel really sad. <laughs> so I'm going to, like, rage teenage cry into Mrs. Wexler's, like, shoulder. Um, um, yeah, and Mrs. Wexler is a lot of things, but she's not a great hugger. <laughs> so she just keeps giving the hugs done, Pat. <laughs> her back, but Crashly just keeps going. She's like, oh, "Okay, there we go. Yeah. Oh, those are tears. Those yeah. are tears. Let them go. It's There's okay a lot to cry. Of snot and and spit." Can I? Can I try to like? I kind of want to be like Crashly. Um, you're acting like weird, like even more so than usual. Like, what is going on with That's you right because now? Because I was possessed by a demon, and it's coming back. So, like. I'm not having a good day. Actually, probably have like a worse day than everyone else here. To be like totally honest with you, there's uh, like this in the mothballs. And when you well, say demon, real quick, sorry, what I'm now? Sorry. 
I'm sorry, I kicked you in the balls. It was the demon. It wasn't. I mean, it was me. What it was my demon, idea. Ashley? Yeah, let's elaborate on the demon and less on our feelings, hon. Okay. Yeah, is it still here? Can I? Is are, is there any sign of the thing? That still? sounds like you are investigating a mystery. So, oh no. Roll plus sharp. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh back. no. Um. Okay. Do I have any modifiers? It's just plus sharp, so. But like, do I get any bonuses or anything? No, I don't think so. I don't think you Goodbye have any bonuses. bonuses. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that when I rolled. Um, so should I roll re-roll or like? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, when I rolled, I was rolling under the assumption that I had like some bonuses. Oh, oh, sure. What did you roll? <laughs> it makes well, you roll I, different. What I'm asking is like, since I rolled <laughs> no. with a bad assumption, should I re-roll? I, you know, I, I understand your your logic, and I think it's flawless. But I think for now, let's just hear what you actually rolled. What <laughs> the, then I the, get to re-roll what the dice showed, and then we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll okay. talk about it. One. Um, so I, I rolled a three, but I feel like I didn't wow. know no. what, what exactly I was doing. Yeah, oh, as no. you are, so a three is definitely a miss. So as you are worrying about this and everything. Okay, well, as long as you're fine with our listeners knowing that you're bullying me, I guess we can keep a three. Well, Alan. the problem is. See, EJ's you, problem, not yours. Before Alan. you even get a chance to re-roll, CEJ, the problem is you hear footsteps in the hallway and you hear somebody say i knew it what i knew in res- it in response to what crashly was just shouting out uh, oh no i throw up in the door uh, to the hallway you throw what? up in the door why? <laughs> no i throw you... open the door oh why the why? like the lair door why but because there's someone out there who heard us already what are we gonna do? Oh, Kidnap yeah. her? <laughs> Why don't don't touch any doors for a second? So now, I, I just to be clear, I wait. Think, did I do bad? What's no, going on? Just to be clear, Crashly opened the door from the lair out into the hallway and started shouting in the hallway. Right. You all followed. A couple of you followed her out. So you are out in the hallway with oh, Crashly. Okay. So you see so somebody, who is a, it? and you see the familiar face of Paul DeBello. Oh, this, this fucking guy! And he's there, and he's like a whole lair. Susan. I really wish you would have texted me, all right? I I want I told you I'm here to help, all right? Uh, I I just need a second. Are oh my you god. The number 1 monster hunter in the whole world? Cuz Susan's number 2. You I actually like don't know that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, none of you know that Susan oh Wexler god. is the number 2 monster hunter yeah, in the world. I didn't tell that. I didn't tell anybody. No you one. You didn't knows. tell any. Perfect. You kept your secret, secret. And Paul, Paul is like Paul is like, "Look, I can help, all right? I'm here. No, I, you I'm can't, good Paul. at research. Yes, I can. No, beat it. The six of us don't need your help. <laughs> Scram, Paul. Now, Paul, real quick, and I've got some. What I want to do is try to figure out, is this is this a shady character? Because I do not know him, and I would know someone within the monster hunting world. So he's either an amateur mm-hmm. or the creep of the week. Could I investigate a, me- investigate a mystery on him? You absolutely can, yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, I got a six. Somebody else can help also if you want, if somebody else is trying to do this. So. I would I love that. Uh, I want to yeah, help. I can, I can Shamanda help. can help. She's probably yeah. better. Shamanda, why don't we have you help here? So the way to help out is you're going to roll plus cool. Alrighty. Rolling, rolling, rolling. That's going to be an eight. An eight. Okay, so you're going to grant 
Susan a plus one to her roll, which means Susan will go from a miss into a mixed success, which is huge. But you are also going to expose yourself to trouble or danger. So the way that this works out, Susan, you did get a mixed success, which means for investigative mystery, you can ask one general question. So uh-huh. it sounds like your question is, what is, is he trustworthy broadly? Yeah, is or, he trustworthy or like motive, I guess is what I'd what want is to his ask. Yeah, so trustworthy I, might be the better one, though. I, I think the answer to it is, is, yeah, from what Crashly has said and everything, she referenced him. He introduced himself that he is Bigfoot 69 on the local <laughs> cryptid board. And you know, you know that Crashly's on it. I, th- I think you probably kind of low-key discourage her from participating in the message board just because the cryptid board isn't necessarily good research or good lore. It's just sort of cranks. Yeah. But you were in kind of a altered state from stuff last night, so you weren't fully paying attention. But Paul did mention that he was a considers himself an amateur hyper-regional folklorist. And so he does seem to be somebody who is just genuinely okay. interested in the goings on of stuff. Okay. Well, and so I'm going to, okay, Paul, listen, we do need some, <sighs> we need some research help, Paul. And I'm going to trust that with you. Uh, I'll share with you what I know, but I need you to know this straight off the bat because I can't deal with this discrepancy anymore. Bigfoot was not first spotted in 1969. I need you to look back <laughs> to the 1700s for that. And please no, do not well, come I know, with another no, mistake. I'm, <laughs> I, I respect that. But Ms. Wexler, you need to understand that Bigfoot was spotted in 1969 for the first time in Mystery County, which is all I've ever been saying. Okay. Oh, As this well, conversation is happening. Well, that's interesting. Shamanda, what is, who is the principal of your high school? That's Principal Norton. Principal Norton turns the corner with some decorative gear for the dance tonight. Sees you and he says, uh, uh, hey, what are you what are you kids doing? Hey, you're not allowed it here in the school until the dance opens up at five o'clock. I am so glad you are here. These kids have all gotten detention and are helping me clean for the dance. But I we are having troubles finding some supplies. What supplies do you need? Um, just some more, um, Windex. I'm going to try to switch gears into a bit more of a UP accent. So he says, oh, uh, you just need some, some Windex. Well, uh, Wexler, come on. It's, it's right in here. And he goes into your closet and he starts grabbing, obviously oh, he starts grabbing a bottle of Windex. No! And there is a kathunk. And I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I'm going to, uh, hit his hand <laughs> and said, silly you silly silly you no 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 i'm looking for the uh citrus flavor because one of these kids has an allergy you get that you know what this is uh role manipulate someone susan <laughs> okay <laughs> using my character sheet <laughs> all right i got a natural 11 and so plus wow what is manipulate uh plus that's plus charm well, so then it goes down to a 10. Yeah, it still is a success. So he, he's like, oh, oh, these allergies. They're, they're, oh, my God. Kids have all the allergies, boy, don't they? Not yeah, they're my hard babe. to keep up with. Oh, um, my God. Okay, well, so you got these kids in hand. I know I she's a troublemaker kids. now. This one, Shamanda, she's uh, 
You know, she's not she's not one of the, the good kids. She I she, can hear you, Mister. Well, yeah, well, I know that. You know what? You should be able to hear is your own conscience when you're doing things like selling scantrons across town, huh? Why is there a male principal at this school? Hey, take that back, principal. Wait. Okay, uh, well, let's all cool down. Uh, wait, where is Adam Miller at right now? Oh shit, he's hunk. He's like. He, he, uh, wait, where did I get kicked? Because he's still there. You, you got kicked in the lair. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm what? in the lair. Oh, God. Is there somebody behind that the wall? Oh, uh, no, no. Sorry, not- that was me. I was just saying, uh, and what did Adam say? I was just saying, take, you know, take that back and say it again louder because I know these kids, you know, sometimes just get out of control, but that's why I'm here. You know, uh, Mr. Norton, your tests, I wouldn't have to sell the Scantrons if you taught your students better. Huh? Not getting that funding uh, with a bunch of dummies running around the school, are we? His muscle bristle, or not his muscle, his mustache bristles. <laughs> thick upper mustache. How hot is this guy? Oh, uh, he is not hot at all. <laughs> oh. And he says, you know what, uh, Ms. Felt, that's going to be detention for a month, okay? Uh- yeah. And I'll, oh, I'll pile no, I've another got it for on. another month? Oh, uh, no. No, this is going to be uh, after-school detention as well, all right? And you keep this up, and you're not going to the, the tri-state band competition either, okay? Uh, this, this, is, this is oppressive. You know what? You know what, man? You know what? A lot of schools can't handle Shamanda Felt, and I don't think that this school can handle me either, okay? Uh, you haven't seen the school that I can burn down, okay? I mean, oh, is that a threat? I- is that a threat? Uh, Are we going to need to call in community mediators? You do whatever no. you have to do, Norton. Okay, you know I'll what? I'll be at the dance. You know what? No dance for you. You're banned what? from no. the dance. What? Sorry. What? I'm sorry. I have to lay it down. No, you're banned from the dance. Do you don't talk to a principal what? like that. Mr. Principal, I know you don't know me. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, well, you but, are about to. What? <laughs> Crashly. Uh, you guys see Crashly kind of cracks her neck. The <laughs> the beads of sweat start to form on her forehead again as that short duration starts to evaporate. Oh, shit. Crashly, oh, your, um, your shadow feels heavy again. Oh, oh damn. I bust, can I bust out of the lair? <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to cast Mental Dominion on him. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> okay, and what do you do? Uh, do I got to roll first, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is with the weird, or what is this with? I forget. Oh, charm. <laughs> uh, ooh, it is uh, eight. It's eight. Okay, so on an eight, yeah, you can give one order. Um. I tell him to forget everything he saw here. <laughs> uh, he goes catatonic. <gasps> uh, oh, did I go too hard? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is he standing up? Da, da, da. That's all you're hearing is him just going. Da. Oh, way to I, go, what? Adam! You 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 what? bricked him. I think it's cool. I meant here. I didn't mean like in the world. Now what are we going to do? Now who's going to run the school? Let's Probably just send a woman. It's office. a girl school. This place. Tell you uh-huh. what. Susan, what are you doing? You you see Adam again, an adult man. <laughs> he just, Adam goes to his his solution, which is to just 
dominate <laughs> the will and mind of the adult near nearest him who threatens him, and you see your boss just go slack. This kid okay. needs a father. I'm going to catch him and try to get him to the office. And as I'm walking him back to the office, I'm going to turn to the kids. And I am never do this. But I am going to speak to them in a harsh whisper and turn around <gasps> and just say, I had it under control. Wow. <gasps> he yelled at me. Yeah, he was being rude. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> yeah, so you get him to the office. He's start- slowly starting to come around. But he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Where am I right now? Yeah, you're at the school. You had you had a little fainting spell. We got to get you sat down. Okay. Um, why am I here? Um, you're the principal here. Remember? No. Okay. Well, why don't you? You know, it'd be nice. You know what I like to do when I'm feeling this way? Take a nice seat. <laughs> okay. He sits down. I'm gonna try to do uh, magic. On him to okay. regain memory. Okay. So it's just a simple memory spell. Yeah. Okay. So that would be, uh, I would say that would constitute as like cure a disease. So sure. Roll plus weird. Oh, thank goodness. I got 11. Great. It works without issue. So yeah, you are able to, what is the, what are you doing to regenerate these memories? Um, I'm, Touching the pad of each of his fingers. <laughs> and each time I do, I say, remember me, remember me, remember me. And of course, 10 times. Yeah. And you know that it will work. It does take a little while. So it's going to continue to take effect after you leave. But yeah. over time, probably by the end of the day, he'll remember yeah. everything. Of course, you do and know just... he will remember everything. There's no in between. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um you know, honestly, it, that's not great, but it's also on the back burner for right now. True. <laughs> so what are the rest of you doing back at the lair? Susan's walked away. She's just chastised you all pretty hard and said that she had it under control herself. She didn't, though. We just saw that. She didn't. Yeah, she totally didn't. Crashly, you are starting to feel angry and angrier and angrier again. What are you doing? I'm starting. I'm just going to say I'm starting to feel angrier and angrier and angrier. (laughs) So I'm going to go down to the panic room and I don't want anyone to touch me. You got it? Fine. Fine. Go. Because if you touch me, you might get the demon and I'm the only one who can handle it. Goodbye. Okay, fine. Bye. Jump in there. Samantha, don't use that tone with me. You're my best friend. Oh Oh my god. Are you angry or sad? Make up your mind. Hey, don't yell at her. Thank you. You've put us through a lot, okay? You and CEJ came in here acting like you were going to apologize to us for flying off the handle. Apparently he's accepted that you have a demon asking you to do things, but I'm still a martyr. Oh, oh, I have a demon? I have a demon? You have a literal demon. Yeah, we're the same. What are you yelling about? We ain't a demon at all. (laughs) At this point, CEJ, what are you doing? Uh, staring. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And you all, so right now it's probably about 1130. Damn, probably for noon. The dance. In the morning? Yeah. 
Okay. We got started early. <laughs> we what yeah. is Paul doing here? <laughs> On a Saturday. And did you guys let Paul into my lair? Is that what I'm to understand here? Well, he um, knew it was there. No. Yeah, I mean, no, he knew it was there already. So, like, yeah, Susan, when you come back, you see Paul has a book down from your library. Oh, oh, shelves, no, we looking. wear gloves with that book. Gloves with that <laughs> book, please. And he's like, of course. And he holds up, and he's wearing like these tight. They're flesh colored, but they are like librarian's gloves. And he's like, I would never. I like, please, I would oh my never. God. Are oh. you kidding me? Oh I would god. never. Susan. Did you see my face? I was like, oh my god. did you see that? Oh my oh. god, Paul, that's hilarious. So, uh, like I said last night, and oh. I, you know, I'm not trying to bring it in, but I do think we're encountering a gunch situation. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you And I believe I told you it was for sure a gunch, as I yeah. remember too. Yeah. yeah. Just to reiterate. Uh, and I don't know, it's you know, I don't know how familiar, because I know you're kind of new to the area, Susan. But a gunch is what some of the families, some of the local family lores calls what other people might call a, a, a lust demon, often gets confused with the gunch, which overshadows a lot of things. But yeah, I think we're dealing with a gunch situation. I think it latched on to my friend Wyatt, and then I'm not sure what happened to it from there. But as you know, it is it has a contagious lust that can spur on elements of heightened emotion and ultimately combustion. And Paul, I'm going to stop you there. I do hear what you're saying and I do respect what you're saying, but I'm going to need you to connect a few dots for me. Um, okay. And you're saying that the demon has left and has now moved to someone else. And Crashly here has said there is a demon inside of her. So I'm just going to need everyone to connect some dots for me because Miss Wexler is feeling a little tired. Yeah. It sounds like the gunch then moved on to Crashly. Yeah, um, cool. Thanks yeah, for your I was help, say Paul. That too. Some exorcism yeah, Paul, is what's necessary. <laughs> so. Yeah, we were pretty much all over it, Paul, but thank you so uh, much for your help. All right, now, everybody, let's cool it. And we need crash. We need to focus on crashly cooling it before we can do even start an exorcism. And I got to tell you this. It's not pretty. Oh. And as you guys are all looking at each other, preparing for that, Paul looks over to you, Shamanda, and mm-hmm. he just says, whoa. That's an extraordinary outfit for the dance. Has anybody complimented you on your on your outfit today? Because it's uh, stunning. Oh no, no, no one has. Thank you, Paul. That's very sweet of you. And, and he I smiles. Look, uh, boo, Paul! <laughs> I look right into no. Mentally, I lock into Adam's mind, and I look Paul dead in the eyes, and I ask him, "Do you want to go to the dance with me?" <laughs> oh, oh my! God. He's like, I'd love to. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and that's Thank where you. we'll end the session oh, for today. Drama. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for listening, Monster Hunters. If you enjoyed this, please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps us get the word out, and we would love for more people to be able to listen to all of our shenanigans and drama. Until next time, watch out for the gooch. She's a secret smoker, and that's what she uses to cover it up.
Oh, well, oh, cigarettes. Oh. Looks like she we got our outro for this week's podcast. You can't oh, use that. It's not usable. <laughs> the history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like. And then also you can cast fire. The System Mastery Podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come, join us in the muck at System Mastery.